0: Welcome to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Jondi and with me as always is Jared.
1: That's me.
0: This week we're talking about games on the go.
1: Yes, but actually no, first we're doing something different. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So if you haven't listened to the episode 32 about Gamma, you should probably um, pause and listen to that because... And it's because of spoilers. All right. So welcome back. Thanks for listening to that episode first. Really appreciate that. Um,
0: If you didn't, then
1: if you didn't, then we're going to give you one last chance.
0: Or just listen to this part. And
1: Okay, great. So um, as you heard in episode 32, we talked about games from Gamma. But not all those were (laughs) games from Gamma.
0: Like seven of them. Some of
1: them were real. Well, six of them them
0: and one of the Kickstarters. No, the
1: Kickstarter's real. It says real next to it there. No, it's not real. Look, it says real. It's not really on Kickstarter right now. How about that? How about I give it that? It's not currently real on Kickstarter. It
0: probably never will be, Mm. unless some publishing company decides it's a good idea. I'm a
1: publishing company, Jondi. I think Uh, it's a good idea. Okay. Okay, well, fine. We'll talk about the games that we made up.
0: Yeah, so we made up I a bunch of that, games. I
1: promised that we would talk about it.
0: Yep, we made a bunch of games up that are super not real.
1: Uh, this part of the episode says April Fool's Dumb, dumb Games. games.
0: <laughs> Although some of them, I All think... All of
1: them were really good.
0: I think I'd legitimately play some of these.
1: Uh, I would legitimately play Harry Potter Attack Wing.
0: I am so over X-Wing, Attack Wing, whatever. I Dungeons and Dragons, Attack Wing.
1: Okay, I'm but so are you over obviously. Harry Potter?
0: I don't really like Harry Potter. Are we
1: living in a post-Harry Potter society now?
0: I don't like Harry Potter. I don't dislike it, but I'm just not that into it.
1: Okay. Well, I would play Harry Potter Attack Wing if it were real. I want it to be real, and I want to play it.
0: I don't want to play a game that's going to ever require me to buy a bunch of minis over... Uh, You don't don't have
1: to. You can just buy the core set. And then you just have Garbage Team. You have Garbage Gryffindor. Uh,
0: Yeah. Which is what...
1: (laughs) That's the name of the box set, the set one box set. It's garbage, garbage, garbage Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Well, all of Gryffindor is garbage anyway. Hashtag I said it. Hashtag Hufflepuff for life. Hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag well, Dobby.
0: Even though I'm not that into Harry Potter, I'm Slytherin forever.
1: Wow. OK, uh, so, yeah, that wasn't real. Neither was Monopoly Legacy. I mean, you probably, <laughs> probably should have known that immediately. Probably would have guessed but, that. But they actually did really make an announcement about Monopoly. Um Monopoly gamer is getting rethemed as Monopoly gamer Mario Kart for what? some reason.
0: What? Yeah, I missed that announcement. Why would they? Well, I mean, it already was kind of Mario Kart. Yeah, anyway, but, but now
1: it's more a Mario Kart, and they're in little plastic cars instead of <gasps> just the little. Shut up. Yeah, it's real. That's real. Monopoly Legacy is not real. You probably should have known that. If you didn't know that, and we got your hopes up, and you tried to pre-order, I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry.
0: Shut up. Are they really making yeah. Monopoly gamer That's as a real. Mario Kart? Yeah. Now I have to buy that all over again.
1: No, you don't, John. Do you already? Did you did you buy all of the extra characters and no, stuff? No,
0: I did not. Okay, well, I need to. Try, I've been trying mm. to get them.
1: Okay, well, you already bought the game. I don't feel like you need to buy. I it have again, the deluxe
0: version of the game.
1: That just means that it's in a square box instead of a car. Um, Monopoly. It also means shaped. I have an
0: extra character okay. and I have nicer cards.
1: Uh, what extra character? Um, is
0: it Donkey
1: Kong? Um, I don't. I don't know. But, yeah, Monopoly is not real.
0: I don't know. There's one extra character in it, and it has nicer cards, and it has plastic coins instead of chip coins. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, Monopoly, Gamer, Mario Kart, whatever it's it's called that's real. Uh, Another game that's also real is Hello Kitty Legendary. That That one's totally real, and we didn't make that up.
0: We (laughs) completely—that game is never happening.
1: (laughs) There are people, so many people, that want this to be made. I
0: can guarantee—I mean, I guess I can't guarantee I'm not Upper Deck— not Sanrio, but I, I'm I'm reasonably sure that that is the dumbest idea on the face <laughs> no. of the planet.
1: No, that comes later on this list.
0: Yeah, there's other super dumb ideas <laughs> on this list. But Hello Kitty Legendary, I mean, come on. Seriously, I, that's real dumb.
1: Look, I don't even like Legendary, and you know that I want this.
0: Yeah, you hate Legendary, and you would play
1: it. I hate it, I just don't, don't like it. do not like it, like though. It.
0: Um, I think Hello Kitty Legendary is real dumb. Although, I would play it. I seriously would play. Would you play
1: Hello Kitty versus? Uh, no, no,
0: I do like the versus system, but I think that Hello Kitty would. I think Hello Kitty Legendary is real dumb, too. I mean, I'd play it.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Ticket to Ride Metro is also not real, even though I think it's a really good idea. I think it's I think it's a really good idea. So
0: okay, this one since people aren't familiar with this one at all, we do have to explain it a little bit. Ticket to Ride Metro is the idea that Jared, this was your this was your this was your mind brain baby. Yeah, I wanted
1: to do Ticket to Ride as a bunch of like subway systems and redesign the cars as subways. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what are some really popular like subway destinations? And I think originally when we made the idea a few months ago. So, we've been thinking of these games for a while. For a while. Um, And I think originally Ticket to Ride Metro was one side was Chicago and the other side was New York. And like the Chicago side was three player and the New York side was four or five. But I scrapped that and I was just like, okay, well, London.
0: Yeah, because, you know, because metros are real big in Europe.
1: Yeah. Uh, So it was London, Tokyo, New York, and Shanghai, I think is what we ended up having.
0: I'd have to go back and listen to these. Yeah, having
1: having the train cars redesigned as subway cars, I think it's a really good idea. And you know what, Asmodee, I will give that to you. I don't even. I I won't even ask for a design credit.
0: Well, I mean, you didn't really design it. You just came up with that idea. I will not
1: ask for a design credit.
0: Okay, fair enough. Because I'm sure Asmodee listens to our podcast. They do. I
1: mean, Uh, Star Wars pandemic is is technically real.
0: No, it it's is. It's,
1: it is. It's someone's homebrew re-theme. Oh, okay. So okay. Star Wars Pandemic is a real thing that you can play on tabletop simulator, but it is not a real licensed Z-Man Games Asmodee production. And
0: I seriously doubt it ever will be.
1: It, you know what? It probably will Dumber won't things be. have happened, but. Yes. Yes.
0: It doesn't seem like a good idea to me. I'd play it like once, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a pretty dumb idea.
1: Uh, it would it would really depend on how it worked. Um, you know, I mean, you rethink Pandemic, I'll play it. But yeah, I'm not sure how well it would actually, how well it would work. Okay.
0: The dark side is a plague on the galaxy. Yeah. Uh,
1: it it really would depend on how they did it. I think the idea is really cool. They made Star Wars Carcassonne.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I'm sorry, Carcassonne.
0: Yeah, didn't we decide we were saying <laughs> it wrong all along? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever.
1: I, I mean they made Star Wars Carcassonne. I why wouldn't they make Star Wars Pandemic eventually?
0: Because it's dumb, but yeah. whatever. Um, they try to make Star Wars everything. It's true.
1: So. I also have to unfortunately break the bad news.
0: <laughs> Rick and Morty Catan.
1: Rick and Morty Catan is not real. It's not coming out
0: it never will.
1: I'm so proud of that. I spent about 5 okay. minutes Explain
0: explain <laughs> your entire premise of that.
1: Okay. So it is based on the episode Citadel of Ricks um which you, you if you're a Rick and Morty fan, you know what that is. If you're not a Rick and Morty fan, me explaining that to you is going to s- just a-, a string of nonsensical things. Uh but basically it was A retheme of Catan, where you played as one of the different Ricks. You could get help from Mr. Meeseeks. The resources were Microverse Battery, Circuit Board, fleeb, Dark Matter, Plutonic Rock.
0: You could earn Schmeckles.
1: Yes, you could earn Schmeckles, and you had to get Schwifty. But this isn't real.
0: (laughs) You could watch out for Steely.
1: Yes, Steely instead of the Thief from like the interdimensional cable. ups Again, if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, you have no idea what any of this is. If you have seen Rick and Morty and your IQ is very high,
0: I haven't seen a lot of Rick and Morty and I even knew what some of this well, stuff was. John
1: D. You know, you, you, you I have spent to have, a lot
0: of time with two big Rick and Morty fans. You though. have
1: to have an IQ over 300 to get any of the jokes in Rick and Morty. That's what Reddit taught me.
0: I understand the jokes in Rick and Morty. I just don't like the show.
1: <laughs> so, Johnny. There's, there is a meme Someone posted on Facebook uh, like a rant about Rick and Morty. And it was posted in like the subreddit. I am very smart.
0: Oh, and they were yeah. like, you'd
1: only get these jokes if you have an IQ Whatever. over 300. Yeah.
0: I just want like everybody myself. to know that in last week's outline or the last episode's outline, one of the bullet points in this says, Jesus, this could probably be real. Please kill me <laughs> because Jared was so proud of this. Like he made himself really want to play this game (laughs) and Jared doesn't even really like Catan and he really wanted to play this game.
1: I just think it would have been, I think it would sell really well. I think there are a lot of people that would, that are not necessarily board gamers that would see that and get introduced to the hobby. So I think it's a good idea, even though I don't particularly care for Catan or Rick and Morty fans for that matter. So uh, look, that's going to cause some controversy. Here's the deal. If you are a fan of Rick and Morty, you know how awful all the other fans are. Like the the McDonald's guy that was flopping around on the ground.
0: OK, because they were out of
1: ketchup. I mean, it wasn't ketchup. It's was Sichuan sauce. But like,
0: didn't you finally get some of that stuff? No, I
1: didn't because oh, okay. I don't go to McDonald's and I also don't care. It's just ketchup and teriyaki sauce. Right. I can make that out of what I have your I've got Whataburger spicy ketchup in there. I can make better Szechuan sauce. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. And um, yep, that's it. All the rest of them were real.
0: No, <laughs> no, they weren't. So we made up a fake Kickstarter too.
1: To be fair, it, this is your husband's game that he's quote unquote. Oh my god! So on. when we
0: were recording, oh, he hasn't worked on this in like a couple years. So when we were when we were recording, my husband walked in. And he, like, about flipped the table because he did not realize that this was a fake Kickstarter. And he thought somebody, like, found out about his game or that somebody else came up with his idea. And he about flipped the table because he was like, shut up. Somebody came up with my. That's my game. My God, that's my game. He was, like, so mad.
1: Wow. John D, that was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um I don't know how that all yep oh yep there it is on the look at all those peaks good thing I bought an audio compression thingy okay um so yeah the, that the, that's the game that he was working on that years ago I'm gonna make him finish
0: <laughs> well I think we totally like changed it
1: I've fleshed out some ideas yeah, on that fleshed game Fleshed
0: out some ideas so so scurvy
1: It's real. Just go back and listen to the episode because we don't want to we don't want to give you too many ideas for the next winning game. But yeah,
0: basically, it's a it's a game. It's kind of a uh, you're a pirate. Yeah, you're a pirate and you're trying to not get scurvy while also sabotaging the other pirates. And it's got a little bit of pick up and deliver and. And yeah, it's it's game about scurvy and pirating.
1: All right. Well, now that we've wasted a quarter of the episode talking about.
0: April Fool's dumb games. Well,
1: you know, some of them would be fun. Some of them would be really dumb. Like, I honestly wouldn't play Hello Kitty Legendary. I'd buy it. I would buy it.
0: I honestly. But I would never play it. I would. I would one time want to play legacy monopoly because it would be really fun to tear up the cards and like,
1: why don't we just go to Walmart and buy a copy of monopoly and, and turn on it fire. into
0: monopoly legacy.
1: Yeah. We just burn it in the parking lot. <laughs> We'd be like, Oh no, a stock market crashed oh no. and just b- burn it in the parking lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the real thing that we're talking about this episode is games on the go. Games on the go. Now what yeah. the heck does that mean? John D.
0: Well, um,
1: says the person who set this criteria, <laughs>
0: So, games on the go, they have to be small enough to, like, take with you, like, carry in your bag. um, Or just easily take with you somewhere. And they need to play generally in, like, 30 minutes or less. Because you want to be able to play them, like, in a restaurant. Yes, that was the original idea. Or at least play them, like, in a cafe or a restaurant. Or somewhere when you're just with some friends. And, like, you know, on a small table, basically. So, that was basically the criteria. Quick plays. Um kind of filler games um, not take up a lot of space
1: yeah uh, originally what I had said was um, I want these to be games that you can play when you're at a restaurant waiting for your food and then I quoted myself from Twitter where I said "Oh, uh, what did I say Um, when you're waiting for the waiter to bring you food in a restaurant you are the waiter hashtag wait that's pretty deep
0: sure it is
1: (laughs) that's pretty deep uh, almost as deep as, is Prince Charming's name Charming?
0: Um, in Once Upon a Time, it is.
1: Um, okay. That's that's fine.
0: Uh, the first game on our list is one that is kind of uh, a new favorite of ours, and it's on both of our 10x10s this year. Jared has finished... Twilight
1: Imperium 4.
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what? Nope. Um, you can't play that at a restaurant? Nope. It also would not fit in your bag and would not Uh, fit on a small table. It
1: depends on how, A, how big your bag is, and B, how small the table is. I'm
0: thinking for a guy, a messenger bag. For a girl, a purse.
1: Well, I have seen some women with large purses, John. Not
0: that big. That game is gargantuous. (laughs) Cheese.
1: Cheese. Anyway... All right, all right, this game is on thing. Jared's
0: 10x10, 10 10 and it's on mine as well. Jared has finished the, his 10 plays. I have almost finished mine. It's King Domino. Jared, would you like to describe King Domino? Um,
1: yeah, hang on. I'm trying to fix this audio. Uh, yeah, it's dominoes, but it's uh, instead of numbers, it's got different kinds of terrain, and you're trying to build a 5x5 five five grid uh, of, your, of your kingdom, and you score points based on, uh, like groupings.
0: Yeah, basically, like groupings of the I mean, type there's of terrain. There's more to it. There's more to it than there's that. But it than that's that, the but that's, elevator. Yeah, that's pitch. basically it. It's a really, really good game, and it's a fairly quick game. I mean, you can get a game in in like 15 minutes or less, and it does not take up that much space. And it plays; it scales really well from two people all the way up to four people. Yes, four. So, yeah, it's a great game.
1: Uh, there is a giant version of it that w- would probably, not be good. For, probably won't fit in your purse.
0: No, and it would not be good for playing um, at a restaurant or cafe.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it's still easily available.
0: I it's just bought Orange. it. I just recently bought it on Amazon.
1: Okay, well, there you go. It was just recently bought on Amazon. So.
0: Or no, Barnes & Noble. On Barnes <laughs> But it was also available on Amazon because I looked on Amazon first.
1: Okay, well, yeah. As far as I know, it should still be available. It was yes. the 2017 game of the year. Yes. Or the 2016 game of the year.
0: 2017.
1: It came out in 2016, but still won the 2017. It was like game the very of the
0: end of the year, so it had right. missed the previous years. Twenty. I think that's. I, I think know. that was how it won the following year.
1: I don't know. I don't. I'm not on the Spiel the jars.
0: I think it has to panel. do with the cycle of the year and like if it's after Spiel. Then it would go mm. into the following cycle.
1: Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, okay. But yeah, that's King Domino from Blue Orange. Yes. Spyfall. Jondi, you've played Spyfall, right? No. Mm, Jondi, you've played Spyfall, definitely, because I've played Spyfall with you.
0: Um. Then it is not a memorable <laughs> game for me. Let me. That's what
1: you said about Avalon. You're like, I've never played that before. And I was like, "John D, I can tell you oh, exactly oh, the story oh, of what happened yes, when you played okay, that. Okay, I've
0: played Spy Falls. <laughs> I had to look at the art. I've played Spy Falls several times with you. Yes, yes, yes. because the very first time I played it, I didn't understand the concept. And I thought <laughs> I, I was. You actually... thought we all
1: had different locations and you were very confused and answered questions in a way that we thought you were the spy, even yes. though you were not. Yes, because it was like, oh, is this place safe for children? And you're like, yeah, it sure is. And it was like. Yes. A gun range or something. I mean, I don't remember what it was, but whatever it was, it was like, OK, John D does sh- not know where we are.
0: Yep, I sure did.
1: So Spyfall is a sort of a social deduction game. It takes about 12 minutes to play or eight minutes to play. I don't remember what the rule book says, but it's a set time. Every round is an exact set time. Yeah. So everybody has cards. One of them says spy and the rest of them all have a location. The same location. There's I don't know. I don't know how many different locations are in the box, like 20, something like that. So you have these 20, 20 little packets that you make up. Uh, One of them is a spy. The rest have the location. You give everyone a card. The spy has to try to figure out what the location is by answering yes and no questions. Mm -hmm. So everyone else is like, "Okay, I know that we're on a cruise ship. The spy just knows spy. So you have to be like, is this a place where, you know, there's there's a lot of water. Oh, yeah, I would say there's a lot of water here. Yes. And then the spy has to look at the the options of locations and go, okay. well, if there's a lot of water here, we're probably not in the desert. So I'm going to assume that we're not in the desert. And you just kind of go around the table asking yes or no questions until either time is up, in which case everyone wins and the spy loses or the spy knows where you are. You can also out the spy if the spy does not know where they are and answers a question really dumb you can be like okay hold on let's take a vote johnny's the spy yep who who publishes that Cryptozoic? right
0: Um, Yes, yes yes
1: Cryptozoic. it was originally published by like hobby russia or whatever they're called what is the name of this company russia hobby hobby world hobby hobby world not hobby russia uh, there is a DC superheroes version announced. I don't know if it's ever coming out here. Maybe that's coming out at Gen Con. I'm not sure, but I'd like to have that one. Uh, I think that could be cool. Would have lots of different locations, like Gotham City or the Watchtower. Maybe the um, Superman's ice cave. What's that called? Cave of Solitude.
0: Yes, is that the what Cave it's of called? Solitude. <laughs>
1: But yeah, Spyfall uh, should be pretty pretty easy to get, too. It's a pretty cheap small box. And you don't have to even take the box. You can just grab a handful of the location packs and take them with you.
0: So the next game is Love Letter. I don't really have a lot to say about Love Letter.
1: Wow, great.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's an all right game. I don't understand all the love for Love Letter. It's a game like if, if people really want to play it, I'll play it. It's mm-hmm. not a game that I would be like, hey, guys, let's play left letter.
1: I enjoy it. It's because it's fast. It's easy. You can teach it. I, I've taught it to my parents. And you have the benefit of. Picking your theme, like if you super, super like Batman, there's a Batman version of love letter. If you like Adventure Time, there's an Adventure Time version. I I mean, there's just. Like okay, you like Munchkin? Okay, here's a Munchkin. There's a Hobbit one, Lord of the Rings. I think
0: that's why. Another reason why I'm kind of over Love Letter because it's another one of those games where they just keep slapping themes on it, and that's that kind of irritates me when games just get rethemed over and over and over. But
1: well, it's making them money.
0: I know, and it's not that I don't like the game. Again, it's it's a good game.
1: It's quick. It's easy.
0: It's mechanically, it's a solid card game. There's nothing wrong with the game. Um, I, I just don't uh, love the game.
1: I like the Cthulhu version more.
0: I do. I think we played that, at, that.
1: That doesn't fit for what we're talking about because that is a larger game. It's it more is. complicated. I
0: do like the Cthulhu version more, and I prefer that one over the other versions. But you're right. It doesn't fit for this. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I don't hate Love Letter. It's a solid game but you know i will never just decide on my own that i want to play the game
1: well yeah you can't play it by yourself
0: you know what i mean <laughs> it's not one that i'm ever going to suggest it's one that if other people want to play i'm not going to be like ugh i don't want to play it
1: okay that's fair the dice capades pizza party game is a two player dice game where you you roll real time matching I think that's probably why I told you not to buy it, because it's a real time dice rolling matching game. And
0: it's fair. That's fair.
1: You can't handle a lot that. of that.
0: <laughs> although, you know, I like blend off and that's a real time. Yeah. I do OK with some real time games. It just depends on the real time. I wanted to. So, OK, the story here is I saw this pizza party dice game and I was attracted to it because the packaging is real cute. It's in like a, a pie shaped like pizza looking.
1: Cause the cards are packaging. all pizza shaped. Yeah. Well, we should explain what the game is. So you're, it's a real time dice rolling game. You're rolling dice. They're six sided dice. They have different pizza toppings on all the sides and there are cards laid out in the shape of a pizza that have different toppings on them. And you have to roll your dice as quickly as possible and match What's on the slices. So if there's five bacons on the slice, you roll five bacons. You claim that slice. If there's three mushrooms and a shrimp and a mushroom, a, three mushrooms and a shrimp and a mushroom, cheese. <laughs> that'd be four mushrooms. Well, anyway, the point is like you have to roll to match and then you claim the pizza slices and the right. first one to have a full pizza or however you've decided to play because it's a dumb game and there's arbitrary limits on it. You could be like, let's play to four pizzas. I mean, I don't know. I don't care what you do. I'm not your dad.
0: Right. So basically, I saw the game in the store and I was like, oh, look, it's a food game. And the packaging, I felt I thought the packaging was super adorable. And Jared was like, Johnny, that game looks real dumb. So I didn't buy it because Jared said it was real dumb. And then and this was just like right before Gen Con that year. I don't remember
1: this happening at all. So
0: then Gen Con comes around and Jared buys the game. And I'm just like, are you serious? And he was like, what? He's like. It's in a pizza package. I don't
1: have the same problems with with real time games that you do, though.
0: But you didn't even explain it that way. You were just like, that looks real dumb.
1: I don't remember this. I'm not saying you're wrong because this does seem like something that I would say to you. (laughs) I would look at the game, go, "Okay, it's a real time dice rolling game. No,
0: not for you. But anyway, the, the story behind this is I don't own the game. And Jared does. But he's not wrong. And it does sound like a conversation that we would have. And I remembered, and I, I honestly didn't remember it until he showed me the packaging. And I was like, oh, I remember this now. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure that I would have played it anyway. I just really like food games and I enjoy dice games. So, and I honestly, I I probably didn't even read the back of the box. I probably was like, oh, look at the packaging <laughs> and it's a dice game. So, and he probably didn't read the Read it at the time either he probably just said that looks Real dumb yeah
1: well I don't know
0: So anyway um, It sounds cute And If I get a chance to buy it at some point I probably will and probably still Won't play it but
1: uh, Okay Alright Johnny so the next One is Flux And we had talked About how I'm gonna argue Against this and here's why flux is draw one, play one, mm-hmm. unless there are cards on the table that say draw 3000 cards, play one. So our criteria on this episode was games that do not have any kind of, any kind of setup time games that finish f- fairly quickly and games that don't take up a lot of table real estate
0: mm-hmm.
1: flux uh, it doesn't really have any setup time. It's just you shuffle the cards, you start playing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It can take a very long time. It can take 20 seconds or it can take 20 minutes. And it can either take up no table space if the game ends quickly. Or if there's 30 rules that you've played on the on the game, then it's taken up a lot of table real estate.
0: That generally doesn't happen, though. It's uh, fairly rare.
1: I don't know. I don't know how fairly rare it is. I mean, I've played games of flux that I'm like, all right, uh, can we stop playing now? Because I don't care about winning. I just want to be done.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's fair.
1: I don't know. It's not a bad game. I really like flux. I think that it's fun. Um, I like a lot of the games that Looney Labs puts out. And this is another one of those games where... Uh, If you don't like the theme of one of the fluxes, guess what? There's like 40 other themes, so just pick one that you like.
0: I like flux in space. Yeah.
1: If you're like, oh, I really like Monty Python. Guess what? You can get a Monty Python one where you have to do all the dumb Monty Python jokes. You have to say like, oh, say no more. Just a flesh wound. Yeah. Everybody has to sing a song from a Monty Python.
0: I would be terrible at that yet since I've only seen like half of one Monty Python movie ever. Oh, The Life of Brian? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> nope.
1: but flux flux is a game that definitely you can It's just a deck of cards. You can toss it in your bag. You can pull it out at a table and play it. Yep. And it will either be done by the time your food shows up
0: or you're just going to quit when your food shows up. Yeah,
1: because it's not like the game matters.
0: It doesn't. It's just a game.
1: And it's the same with we didn't play test this at all.
0: That game is literally just I mean, sometimes you will draw a card that says if you're wearing a green shirt, you win the game.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: I mean, that game, you don't have to even know the rules. The rules are literally whatever the card says.
1: The rules are, hey, draw this card. It says to do a rock, paper, scissors. And everybody that throws scissors loses.
0: Yeah. I mean, that game. I mean, my favorite. I mean, the first time I played the game, it said whoever at the table is wearing a red shirt loses the game.
1: Yeah, because they're wearing a red shirt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's all just, the Richards
1: die. It's just logic.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just literally how we didn't play Test this, this works. <laughs> so I mean, that really is a great. Playing at a restaurant game. Yeah. There are very few incidences where that game lasts more than five minutes.
1: That is definitely true. There are. And I don't know who came up with this idea, but at Gen Con one year, there was a we didn't play test this at all tournament. Oh geez. I sat in on it because I was like, I gotta see how this works. I gotta <laughs> see how this works. And I ended up getting a free copy of one of their games. I don't remember what game there it was. There are so
0: many expansions to it. Like um, we didn't play this at all.
1: Oh no, it was
0: We didn't isn't there a we didn't play this Legacy. There is,
1: there is. Uh, no, I got some other game that they published. Um it's Asmodi, not Asmode. It's Asmodee. Um there was some other game that they have that has these white and black hexes, and that's mm-hmm. the game that I got from being in the tournament. I didn't win. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's like spoilers. It wasn't whether or not you won or lost. It was just everybody that played in the tournament got one of their games for free because mm-hmm. it's just
0: <laughs> because it's a game that <laughs> if you just play the game, it's.
1: So I mean, the spoilers, tournament spoilers.
0: Nobody really wins. We didn't yes, play just this.
1: The tournament was just show up and play. And when you lose, you're out. But when you're out, you get a free game. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know what the winner got. I I, I, I think they. I know for a fact that they got to keep the copy of the game that we were playing. And I think they got like a sealed copy of some other game, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it was probably the funnest board game slash card game tournament I've ever been to. Cause it wasn't a tournament. It wasn't, it was just a dumb thing cause, for a dumb game.
0: Really with a game like that, a tournament would be um, who manages to play for the longest without yes. drawing a dumb card and being out. And the longest the record is probably what, like five minutes.
1: Oh, you're lucky. Sometimes if it, gets
0: if it lasts back like a the minute, yeah, like it's that's just the game. Yeah, like, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's quick game.
1: It is. It is because they didn't play test it. It's super unbalanced. But
0: they just toss <laughs> cards the and they'll be like, "Hey, this card would be funny. Let's toss yes. this in there." Yes,
1: uh, a game that is very well play tested is Roll for It by Calliope. Or at least they published it
0: makes a lot of really, really
1: good games. Uh, It's basically you're rolling dice. You have to commit them to cards. It's very similar to the pizza party game. Um, You have there's three cards out. You have to roll your dice and assign them to certain things. It's like the the Las Vegas dice game that maybe you've played. Maybe you haven't. Um, It's a I guess it's a press your luck game. Because you're you're choosing to commit your dice to a specific dice pool and rolling until you get those dice back Mm -hmm. along with some points, or you can sacrifice those points to take your dice back and give up on it. But it's really quick. Um, Mine is in a deck box with all the cards and all the dice. So, I mean, I don't even know where the box is now. I have no idea. It's just all in that deck box. So it's really easy to transport and it is, it's a pretty quick game. It's fairly quick. I played it in line waiting for, um, Event ticket registration at Gen Con before. Mm-hmm. I've played it camping in a tent in the woods.
0: So it's a really good on the go game.
1: Yes. Yes. This next one is all about John D.
0: Jaipur. So we've talked it's about in... camels. Well, not necessarily. It, it has camels in it. It has camels in it. It's a really it's, it's only a two player game, but it's it's a trading game. Um. I mean, we've really, I don't think we really need to spend a lot of time on it because we've talked about the game before in a couple of different episodes, but basically you're just trying to be the best traitor in the Not city. Not traitor. Not traitor. I think I made that joke last time. Yes, you make this joke every time we talk about it, basically. Well,
1: what else am I supposed to do?
0: Um, stop making the same ha, joke. Ha, ha, ha. Um, it's a card drafting set collection game. Um, basically.
1: I think Asmodee publishes that now, don't they? Isn't that one of their their games now? I I believe so.
0: Probably used to be GameWorks.
1: Well, I have no idea. I don't know what Asmodee owns and what Asmodee doesn't own anymore, to be honest.
0: I don't know. Like,
1: I mean, I know they own Z-Man and Fantasy Flight and stuff like that, but I don't, I, I mean, I don't know, like... I don't know every th- every single publisher that they do yes. business as.
0: Yes, I just looked it up. It is as- Asmodee owns okay. them now, so.
1: Hooray! Welcome to the mothership.
0: But I mean, yeah, basically you sell cards and you trade cards and.
1: And there's a camel.
0: There are camels in the game, and you don't sell your camels.
1: You don't have to sell your camels.
0: No, you can't. I think you can't tell your camels if I remember right. Mm, I don't
1: remember. I've only played it like once or twice.
0: It is a great game. I absolutely love Jaipur. Jaipur. Yeah. Uh, It is a fantastic game. And if you can get a copy of it, do. I mean, definitely. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't see why you couldn't get it. I mean, most Asmodee products are.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was out of print for a short time, but it's not out of print anymore. So.
1: Hooray. Why is there this weird... Okay. Okay, so I guess let's go to Sushi Go. Uh, Regular Sushi Go, not Not, Sushi Go Party. Not
0: Sushi Go Party. So
1: the reason is Sushi Go Party, while I recommend...
0: I over, think it's a better game.
1: I, yes, I recommend it over regular Sushi Go, but here's the deal. Sushi Go Party has more setup. There's a board. You have to pick some stuff. Regular Sushi Go is just shuffle the cards, deal them out, start drafting. It's it's a card yes. drafting set collection game.
0: So it's, a be- it's an on-the-go game, and it's not not fun. It's still a yeah. fun game.
1: Regular Sushi Go is still a good game. It's just Sushi Go Party adds some variable setup and changes a few things and honestly makes the game better. Yeah. But it does not make sushi go a bad game
0: correct i would i would agree with that assessment
1: um now i have the original printing with like the way cuter art i think it's cuter
0: i i never bought sushi go because i played other people's versions of it and didn't love it enough to own it
1: don't you have sushi go party
0: no, oh, I, okay. I I want I played somebody else's version and now want to own the game. I never wanted to own Sushi Go, but once I played Sushi Go Party, I decided I plan on purchasing it. I just haven't gotten around to it.
1: So if you go to Board Game Geek and you look at Sushi Go and you look at the art, it's uh,
0: similar, but it is different. Yeah, I, I have the
1: one published yeah. by Adventureland Games. That's more cutesy. Cutesy, yes, I think cutesy is the right word. Um, and now that it's published by Game Right. I think
0: question mark that sounds great
1: and the art is more I don't know like computer graphic and it's not ugly it's just different and I prefer the original the older not maybe I shouldn't say original but like the older art um it's just a matter of personal preference. Obviously, the game itself is mm-hmm. still the same.
0: I like the newer better. Mm-hmm. Only, okay, so I think Jared knows this about me. Um, food with faces kind of freaks me out a little bit. And the older art freaks me out more because the faces <laughs> are even creepier. Okay. So... You knew that about me, right?
1: Well, I do definitely (laughs) know that now. Um, But yeah, Sushi Go, it's it's quick. It's a super quick card drafting set collection game. You just uh, collect sushi. And uh, you get the most points and win.
0: Right. Yep.
1: And it says that it takes 15 minutes. I think you can get it done quicker than that if you've played it a bunch.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair.
1: Kind of in the same line is Hanabi, which is in the same box. Uh, my, my collection, my Sushi Go and Hanabi are in the same box. Um, Hanabi is... I don't know how to really describe it. So you have the cards backwards so everyone else can see your cards. You cannot see them. And they have to give you really vague but also extremely specific clues about the cards. so you play them in the correct order. Um, it's... Uh, you're, you're trying to set off fireworks. And if you have cards in your hand, someone could be like, OK, I'm going to use one of the clue tokens and I'm going to give you a hint about what cards you have in your hand. OK, these three cards are green. OK. So does that help you? Well, if you're paying attention to what cards you have and what clues other people have given, maybe because you have to play the cards in sequence. So maybe you can be like, OK, they're green. Great. Okay, well, we don't have any green cards on the table, so clearly I'm being told that these cards are green because maybe I have a one, a two, and a three. Maybe so I should just hold on to all these. Okay. And the next round, they come around like, oh, I'm going to give you a clue. These two cards are ones. So you're like, okay, I have a green one and some other color one. Great. I'm going to play the green one on my turn. And it just kind of goes around like that. Um, Antoine Bauza made it because he loves making games about Japan for some reason. I don't know if you've noticed that, John D., but...
0: Yeah. So why do some like of that. these pictures on Board Game Geek have pictures of tiles?
1: OK, so Hanabi Deluxe uses little Mahjong tiles. Uh, I have a copy of Hanabi Deluxe. My Mahjong tiles are f- real terrible. The quality on them is not very good, um, but for some reason they made them out of Mahjong tiles.
0: So does the game play completely differently? with no, the No, it plays
1: exactly the same. Okay. It's exactly the same. So you just except stand them up of opposite yes. from you? Okay. Yes. I prefer the card version.
0: It seems like it would be easier to play with cards than it would be with tiles.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. the
0: tiles, I would think, would get knocked down really easily.
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's not like they're bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the quality of the tiles is not as good as, you know, you can sleeve the cards.
0: Right, right.
1: So if one of your cards has a mark on the back of it, you can put them in the sleeve, and you will never know like that. That's the five, the mm. red five. But if it's a mahjong tile and it's literally missing paint on one of them,
0: right? That's yeah. Yep.
1: Um. But yeah, no, it's really good. It's published by. Uh, it's published by R and R, isn't it?
0: Mm, it was. On here. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure who publishes that now. Actually. But uh, yeah, when I bought it, it was published by RNR. I bought it, says it from them.
0: Asmoday. Oh
1: well. Hmm. Okay. Well, everything's Asmodee these days. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, no, uh, you should definitely try to find a copy of Hanabi and try it out because it's really hard to describe how it works. I've not played it. So, you want to talk about games that are easy to transport that you can toss in a bag. You can take anywhere with you. What about a game that you can toss in the little weird pocket that you have in your jeans that nobody seems to know what it's for? Right. There is a worker placement game that comes in a tiny little Altoids style tin. It's called Mintworks. It is a worker placement game. The pieces are (laughs) extremely small to the point where I honestly would recommend not playing this in public because you you'll lose them. you they're pieces. They're, they're, gonna, they're gone. Because they are... I mean, they are the size of the tiny baby Altoids.
0: Yeah, they're really little.
1: The game is extremely solid. It's a really, really good game. It's... I mean, the, the theme's kind of dumb because it's about mint. But the theme works with...
0: Well, it works with the packaging. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. But it's just... Uh, I don't know a worker placement game. I don't know. It, it, it's a good game. It's a really good game. And don't think about the theme too much. But yeah, I mean, it's it's literally like this big. Like actually, Johnny, I'll go get I'll go get your copy. I've you seen coffee. it because it's right there.
0: I've seen it, Jared. No, I'm
1: I'm walking away. Okay, so
0: he's we're we're talking on a podcast where nobody can see what he's doing, but he's insisting on going and getting this game, even though I have do literally this. seen him before. This. I don't know why he's
1: insisting. It says, look, it's Mintworks, the the minty fresh worker placement game. Mintworks is a refreshingly light worker placement game. Easy to learn with a small footprint. It's the perfect filler game to keep you engaged time and time again. Uh, It says ages 13 and plus small parts not suitable for children zero to three years of age because, yeah, they are small. Yeah,
0: they are. They are small. OK,
1: <laughs> well, John, D., um, you have never played a faked artist goes to New York. And in fact, whenever I mentioned the game to you, you thought I was making. I don't know what you thought I was talking about.
0: I were you reading
1: a headline or something. I
0: thought you were I thought you like were I was on
1: Reddit a... or something. I did.
0: I thought you were on Reddit. I was like, why is he?
1: No. So this is this is a really good. Uh, it, it's a social deduction game, sort of.
0: Oh, my God. These pictures look like a little kid, Drew. Yeah. Pictures. N- okay, so it's okay. A, it's
1: some dry erase cards and a marker, and you choose one of the players that is the fake artist that does not know what you're drawing. Everyone else knows what you're drawing.
0: These drawings look like the things you drew on te- uh, for telestrations.
1: Yeah, yes, because you pass this thing around, you make one mark on it, oh.
0: and the fake artist
1: they have to you know everybody has a different color marker, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm orange. I don't know what the thing is. The thing's coming around to me. Crap. I have to make a line. Well, okay. Let's hope that by the time it comes around to me, other people have drawn really well so I can hide that I don't know what it is. So yeah, you you have a very brief period of time.
0: You have five to ten players for this one. Yes,
1: yes. You do need a larger number of players, but it's just you fake knowing what's going on. It's kind of like a combination between Telestrations and Spyfall. Well,
0: that sounds fun. It
1: actually is a lot of fun. Uh, it's published by Oink Games. It's one of my favorite games that they make.
0: Okay. Um, our friend Max is, like, really, really big on Oink Games mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a really good game.
0: It... It looks really fun. It's really
1: fun. It's definitely a party game.
0: I would definitely play this.
1: But yeah, it's I mean, it's tiny, tiny game. It's a little bit thicker than this, but it's about this size. Okay. And yeah, it's just you fake knowing what the picture is supposed to be about.
0: I would definitely play this.
1: Yes. Yes. So I don't know if you can easily get it in America. I know they had a booth at Gen Con last year. Um, but I don't know if they're going to continue to have a booth. I mean, it, it's a company from Japan.
0: You can get it on Amazon for twenty eight
1: thirty one. Okay, that's not bad. It's about what I paid for it. I think. I think I paid a little bit less than that
0: with um, free shipping.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely if you're at a restaurant, if you're at like say Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and you're waiting for your table. To be and it waited is, on. It
0: is, it is a um, STEM Academy um, approved game. Oh,
1: OK. Well, if you're into science and
0: science technology. Math. I don't remember what the E stands for. Engineering. Engineering and mathematics. Yes. Thank you. OK,
1: but yes, um, definitely check it out. A fake artist goes to New York.
0: Yeah, that looks really fun. Mm-hmm. I want that now.
1: Well, I'm gonna let you talk about Onitama since you play it way more than I do.
0: Um. Yeah, it's on my ten by ten. Because um, you and
1: Jeremy will play it together.
0: Yes, it is kind of, kind of like chess. Mm-hmm. It's got what is it? Five pieces, I believe. It's five pieces for each player, and. There's several cards but you only use certain like a certain number of cards for each game. And you rotate, you only get to use two cards for each round. And you rotate which cards are out and those cards determine what move you're allowed, what moves you're using in that turn. And then there's cards out that show what moves you're going to be using in your next turn. So you're like planning out like what future moves you're going to be able to use. So it's kind of like chess in the fact that you know your play your the
1: pieces move in specific ways in specific like chess ways. pieces, yeah.
0: Um so it's really cool and I super suck at it. But it's I really enjoy playing it. And but it's not it's complicated and strategic like chess, but it's still different than chess.
1: It's so. published by Arcane Wonders. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know. I think they bought it from someone. I think there was a different company that was publishing it originally. They
0: have two expansions for it.
1: I didn't realize there was two. I, I, I knew there was, like...
0: There's Sensei's, Sensei's Path, Path, and I they knew that just one. came out with another one fairly recently. Okay. Um, and I think the expansions just, like, add some new cards and maybe, like, an additional piece. I'm not entirely okay. sure. Um, I haven't bought either one of them, but I, I need to since it's on my 10x10. Well, I
1: have Sensei's Path um, that I picked up but uh, I looked at it and honestly I don't know why I bought the expansion I have not played the base game enough mm-hmm. to warrant buying more pieces for it but right. I was in line at their booth buying sheriff of Nottingham stuff and I was like oh oh okay
0: right it's it's a good little game um and the box is a little it's a little big to put it. It depends on the size of your purse. It yeah. definitely would fit. It would fit in, in a messenger. It would definitely fit like in my bag. And yeah. depending on the size of the lady's purse, um, but you could you could still easily transport it. And the board that you played on is is like a. It's a rolled up.
1: It's like a mouse pad.
0: Yeah. And it's small, so it definitely would fit on like a board game cafe table or like a, a small restaurant table. Mm-hmm. So this definitely qualifies. It's not a long game unless the, unless the people that you're playing with are the kind that take like 20 minutes per turn. So, you know, it can be a fairly quick play depending on how long you take per turn.
1: Yes. Now, John D, I introduced you to this game. Um,
0: you did. Dairyman. At, um, At Geekway last Geekway year. Geekway last year.
1: Because I... I don't know, I, there was just, like, a... Uh, there's not very many vendors at Geekway, but one of them had a copy, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I've been looking for this. Yeah. Because it was originally published by... Oh, gosh, wh- where did we decide that it was? Chinese?
0: Maybe? Tasty Minstrel makes no, it No, Tasty now.
1: Minstrel does now, yes, but Homo Sapiens Lab published it originally, and I want to say they're from... I want to say Taiwan, but I that might be wrong.
0: An Asian um, company.
1: Yeah, I'm... <laughs> um oh yes yes it is taiwan it's taiwan all okay. right i looked it up uh yes it was originally published by a company in taiwan called homo sapiens lab and yeah tasty minstrel picked it up and i was like oh my god i've been looking for this this game is awesome and you were like is this a stupid cow milking game I what did is not this say
0: that because
1: I- every single time I, I find some weird game you're like That looks real stupid.
0: I didn't. I like dice (laughs) games. I just probably I probably made some comment about being farming game or something, but I do like dice games, so (laughs) I probably didn't like say it was stupid. I probably just cracked a joke about it being a farming game.
1: Uh, So Dairyman is a dice rolling game where you are trying to it's a push or luck game. I mean, you're 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 trying to roll specific things to milk cows and Turned convert it into, it into ice cream and cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you got to be careful because if you push yourself too far, I guess thematically you're like going bankrupt or borrowing money or something like that. Something You, like you, that. you get yeah. a negative thing happens to you.
0: Your cows don't have milk or something. I don't yeah. remember.
1: It's a really small game. It uh, is. The dice are not full-size dice. They're smaller dice. Um, and honestly, the components are just a handful of dice and some cardboard tokens
0: Yeah, chits.
1: to represent various milk products, and they're two-sided. You can flip them over and stuff like that. It is...
0: It's a room I don't know, maybe
1: like 20 minutes, 20-minute game. I
0: mean, uh, the first time you play, it's a little longer than that. Yeah, because you got to
1: figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah. But we like that game quite a bit.
0: We do. In fact, I believe the very first time we went and played it, our favorite cafe, uh, coffee cafe, we played that game. We
1: may have. We may have. Uh, And the last game that we're talking about is another game about... Dice roll.
0: <laughs> we like dice games.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dungeon Roll. Yeah. Another tasty menstrual game. Yeah. So it's just interesting how that, how that worked out. There's yeah. two games from them that we like. They're not a sponsor. So, um, but definitely go give them your money.
0: Oh, well, it's because they have their own podcast. So,
1: we're not here to promote other people's <laughs> podcasts, John D. We're not even here to promote our own. Uh, so Dungeon Roll, it's it's another pressure style dice game. Um, the theme of this one is that you are an adventuring party going down into a dungeon to beat the monsters, get the treasure, fight a dragon. Uh, I think we talked about this cre- uh, pretty recently. Um, what I think is really the most exciting part of Dungeon Roll for me is that the designer of Dungeon Roll, Chris Darden, is also... The guy that started Geekway. Did you know that? No. Yes. Chris Darden lives in the St. Louis area and is responsible for Geekway to the West, a convention that we go to. Mm -hmm. And he also made a board game that we like. So that's interesting. Um,
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, it's a press your luck dice game about going into a dungeon and getting treasures. Why wouldn't you like that? It comes in a cute little treasure chest box that is hinged and opens. Right. If you have the Kickstarter version, the treasure chest is a mimic. But the I mean, the components, you don't have to keep it in the in the box. It's a a small handful of chits, um, a few dice and some cards to represent your character. So you could toss that into a deck box and not even worry about the treasure chest. Right. Yeah. Dungeon Okay, John Dee.
0: Okay, Jared. Okay. Yes.
1: How do we do this? Do we do we do the recipe first, right? Recipe um, before kickstarter? I don't even remember now. Yes. It's yes. Re- recipe then kickstarter, right?
0: Yes. So Jeez. So yeah, um today's recipe since um since we're doing on the go things, um hot pockets. Ba kind of, yes. So great on the go things are hot pockets.
1: They're not, but okay.
0: Well, I mean, if you're doing frozen hot pockets, you can just take a hot pocket and pop in the microwave when you get where you're going. Yeah.
1: And then the inside will be made of lava and the inside will also still be frozen somehow.
0: Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to. That's not really something that you make. So the, the joke is it's a hot pocket. But I'm going to give you a recipe for a homemade crescent roll pizza pocket. So that might not be so easy to take it on the go. But
1: yeah, I, w- I assume you just buy some uh, crescent roll. The large ones, not the small ones. Right. And then you just,
0: well, I mean, you can get the you know, just regular size crescent rolls.
1: Yeah. Not like the little baby tube.
0: No, just the, the, the regular size okay. tube. And then the large ones. Yeah. And then, you know, your pizza, pizza stuff that you like on the inside and mm-hmm. fold it in half and bake it.
1: Yeah. And then you can take it with you. You can't bake it in the car. No, but but to defend what I was saying while we were talking about this episode, you also can't microwave a hot pocket while you're in the car.
0: No, that really wouldn't work. (laughs) So,
1: so a hot pocket is only to-go food after you've made it. The same with this, right? Um, But yeah, it's not a hot pocket. But basically, a few days ago, I joked about like, Johnny said that she needed a recipe, and I was like, just a hot pocket. And now I guess she's called my bluff. So here we are. We'll <laughs> yeah, have. The he said, episode. I'll get you
0: a recipe for a hot pocket. I said, you're just going to tell me to buy one in the store. aren't You. <laughs>
1: um, so I guess we'll have that in the episode notes on our website, uh, assuming that it's not broken. iTunes, Google Play, etc., does not show the full episode notes anymore because it wasn't ever really working. So I've changed it. So now you have to go to our website to look at that thing if you care about the recipe. Um, so please do. Kickstarter. Uh, I'm so excited, Jondi. I'm so excited. Do you know how I feel about the game Fireball Island?
0: I've never even heard of this game.
1: OK, well, I would go down to the basement and get my officially licensed Fireball Island T-shirt, but I won't. Uh, instead, I will say Restoration Games has a Kickstarter for a game. Maybe you've heard of it called Fireball Island. Um, restoration games has, has a track record of taking older games and updating them with more modern game mechanics. So they took the 1970s classic stop thief and updated it. Now it uses a phone app instead of like an awkward, like phone thing that had digitized speech. Mm. I don't know. It was a game that I played at my grandparents' house before. And now I have a copy of, of the more updated one that uses an app. Um, they also did a game called Downforce. Now they're doing Fireball Island. Uh, this time it's going to be called Fireball Island, The Curse of Volcar. It is on Kickstarter currently. It was a 1980s board game. This huge molded plastic thing where you had to, it was a roll and move game, and there were marbles that you would roll down and they would knock over your adventurers and you were trying to get these gems and escape on a boat. Uh, The game kind of fell apart at the end once the gym had actually been acquired, because then it was just a lot of chase the person that has the gym and try to knock them over with a marble. So hopefully they've adjusted that. Uh, The prices for this are a little higher than I think a lot of people are going to want to pay just because, I mean, this is a gigantic molded 3D plastic thing. There was an attempt a few years ago to remake the game about like the curse of the Yeti or something like that. But that did not work Um, just for the game to just get the game is $60. And it's just a giant plastic board. They've also added some expansions that I'm not sure how. I don't know if they're going to be worth it basically, but I'm I'm all in. I love this game. And I hope that they do work their magic like they have previously. We'll have the link on our website. And, uh, you know, we don't we don't get any money if you click on the the Kickstarter through our website. We don't get anything out of it. We're just listing it there because I'm excited about it. Yes, I don't get any money from Restoration Games if you back their Kickstarter.
0: We don't get any money from anybody. We
1: don't get any money. For (laughs) any of this. Having said that, Dollar Shave Club. If you could see a picture of my face right now, I'm sure you would be like, boy, we got to get you a sponsorship. (laughs) So Dollar Shave Club, I have this hideously out of control beard. If you want to sponsor me, I will use your product and make myself look presentable and then talk about like, wow, Dollar Shave Club. Use promo code beard.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, In other you could just take care of your beard.
1: (laughs) It just needs to be trimmed a little bit like right well, here. Well then
0: trim it. Yeah,
1: I know. Jeez. I
0: know.
1: We're not really sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. No. That's probably not a real promo code. It might be, but it's not mine. So Uh okay, Jondee, what do you have a Kickstarter?
0: I do Sweet Mess by uh Big Kid Games. And um, everybody knows by now that I like food-themed games.
1: What? No, no, no. Earlier, you just said that you're freaked out by food with faces.
0: No, I said I'm a little freaked out by food. No, these, this food doesn't have faces. And I do like food-themed games. And I I do think food with faces are is cute, but it also freaks me out a little I don't like my food to be able to look at me or talk to me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you should... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your food should not talk to you.
0: This all goes back to. What? what? This all goes back to my nieces and nephews who used to like that show Veggie Tales.
1: Oh and yeah. The
0: Veggie tales freaked me yeah.
1: out. What was that cucumber's name? Like Timothy or something? I never watched the Veggie tales. It was way before like, I don't way remember. after my time.
0: My husband would probably be able to tell me what that cucumber. Larry the Cucumber. Larry.
1: Larry the cable Larry guy. the
0: Cucumber. So
1: Larry the cable guy, the cucumber. So the
0: fact that Veggie Tales kind of freaked me out is where food with faces freaked me out a little bit. Okay. Um, that's where that comes from. But uh yeah. all right, well,
1: good night everybody. <laughs>
0: So Sweet Mess is is a game that was designed by Jonathan Gilmore, who is the designer of Dead Winter, Wasteland Express Delivery Service, um, Robin Hood and the Merry Men. Um, There was
1: another big one that I was like, wow, he has too many games.
0: Dinosaur Island.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. That's when I was like, that's too many games, Jondi.
0: Whatever. So Sweet Mess. Who does
1: he think he is? Reiner Knizia?
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's a uh, baking competition game. That is for it's a strategy game for two to four bakers.
1: OK. Counterpoint. Yes. I can't bake. Is this like when they put like.
0: Well, on, are you a restaurateur?
1: Is this like on categories where it, or whatever, Bananagrams, where it says like perfect fun for gamers seven to one hundred and seven. And then when you get to one hundred and eight, they like the game police come and stop you. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm not a baker. Exactly is, are the game police going to come and stop me from yes. playing this game? Yes,
0: they are. Um, I think the art in this game is really cute. And
1: no, I'm not a restaurateur. I would like to tour a restaurant, though.
0: Well, then you can't play um, restaurante Italiano.
1: That's not even or the name. Italiana,
0: of <laughs> whatever. Italia, Italia. I can never R- say res- it right.
1: Restaurante Italiano. Italia.
0: Anyway, you can't play that game because you're not a restaurateur.
1: Well, I also can't play that game because I missed my opportunity to buy it. Yeah, Actually, right. I did buy it, but for someone else. And then
0: and then you can't. Have yeah. It. But anyway, so you are in a baking competition and you
1: No, I think she used her own store credit to buy that.
0: It's possible.
1: I'm sorry, Johnny. What is what is this game about?
0: You're in a baking competition and it's a really it, the kitchen is really chaotic and messy and you're trying to work more efficiently than the other contestants so that you can win.
1: Okay, so it's a game show. Kind of. I, I like uh, now, obviously, I haven't looked the at anything here, but the components really look cool. Yeah. Yeah. What now? What is this where it says bonus game added? What is that? Is this a free game that you get or is there just like a different game that you can play?
0: I, th- I am not sure. I think maybe that's a stretch goal that they've reached. Okay. Um, recipe race. It's a dexterity and speed game.
1: OK. Now, I do notice that this game gets a little expensive as well.
0: I assume it's because of those amazing components, and they've got game trays inside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so and just, game trays are not cheap.
1: Just the base game is forty nine dollars. It gets you yeah. just essentially just the retail version of the game plus a promo ice cream thing. Yeah. Now at fifty nine dollars, you also get a Christmas goodies, and then at eighty nine dollars, you actually get the whole game. Right. So, I mean, it does add up a little quickly there. It does. Oh, yes. Recipe Race. It's a dexterity speed game. It's mm-hmm. a different game that you can play with the components that already come in the game. Yeah. That's cool.
0: But it—it—it it, it is a really cool game. The components are amazing.
1: Huh. The box. They want it to be a magnetic flip top box.
0: Oh, no, I don't love that. Hmm. Magnetic boxes never work out as well as they think as that's think true they will. but
1: yeah it comes with game trays uh, inside with game trays with the z
0: i love the fact that they're offering free u.s shipping mm-hmm. i wish more companies would could would and could do that i know small companies it's a challenge to be able to do that so i completely understand when companies cannot do that and not being able to offer free shipping is not a deal breaker for me but i do love when a company is able to do that
1: yeah, the components for this game look really, really, really cool. nice. Yeah, I like the So the game trace essentially is like a little oven and also a storage cabinet for your dishes. It, it's really cute. We'll put a link.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, um,
1: as always, there will be a link uh, available to this Kickstarter in the episode notes on our website. So check yeah. it out. I'm um, probably going to be backing this. As it looks
0: I won't I, I'm torn because I cannot afford to back this And Dinosaur Island
1: mm-hmm. Well John D., For $93 What's the difference Between the $89 And the $93 goal What's What is the difference here They're the same Oh, you get metal coins. Okay, for four extra dollars, you get, get metal, metal coins. coins.
0: Yeah, if you are gonna, if you are gonna, you might as
1: if you are already spending. Look, this is my personal opinion. Obviously,
0: If you are already spending almost one hundred dollars. If you are
1: already spending eighty nine dollars, just spend the extra ninety, just and put get it to ninety four, and get the metal coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get thirty six, thirty six premium coins, concave color enamel.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Why wouldn't you just?
0: Why wouldn't you just do that?
1: That's that's what I say. Yep. Okay, well, John D., I guess that's it for me. Let me just back this real quick. Free US shipping—that's that's nice. Okay, well, I just backed it. So, if you're one of the three people that follows me on Kickstarter, you know exactly when we're recording.
0: Because that's when you start backing things on <laughs> Kickstarter.
1: Well, because you can be like, oh, he uh, he just uh, backed he backed a game just now. And then you'll listen to this. There's oh my god. There's also a game. uh oh, well, we'll talk about that later.
0: Okay. okay. So, Jared. Yeah. You.
1: Until next time, you
0: can eat chit
1: and dice. See ya. Bye bye. Eat Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non commercial, share alike, 4.0 international.